Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, no sats. Jason here with uh, Badge. Uh, welcome to a Thursday night edition, our last show for the week. Do you reckon the bosses still know we only do four nights a week, Badge? Are we still getting away with this, are we? How are you, Gary? I'm good, thanks, Jace. Yeah, I think they know. Do they? Yeah. You're but, right. you know, we do we do 12-hour days. Yeah. So <laughs> Yes, right. That's where we make yeah, it up. You don't get paid for surfing, you know that. But it's all research. Anything to do with sport. Absolutely. It Anything. Is. Are you still happy to surf considering yes. there's been a crocodile spotted at North, North Stratty? What's going on there, Badge? Mate of mine was going over there. He's going tomorrow for about five days. He didn't know. But it, I don't think it's on the beach. It's in it's, um, sal- it's in the mangroves, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. A little salty. little salty. Well, not a little. It's a good size. Mm. And then because I'm off to 1770. It's a worry, isn't it? Next Wednesday. Oh, they're, they're thick. Well, no, I'm not no but, but no, seriously, I'm, now, I'm not going for a swim now because... In I'm the not, ocean. What do you mean? Just go you in the ocean. You won't go for a swim in the ocean. Well, they say you, they're, they're quite... You see them down to Gladstone. And yeah, but they... south of Gladstone. Don't they generally hang around rivers and mangroves and whatever? And they might be on the beach, but that's way up north where there's thousands of them. Yeah. No, don't worry about they it. They don't cull... you be right. They don't cull crocs anymore, do they? I think no. it's against the law. Um, they're on Legion Beach. Have you seen that? There's yeah, one on Legion. That. That's a in, monster. In Bali, yeah. There's one. In, uh, that was a big one. And now they're now they're down on the Goldie. It's not safe anymore. You know, there's sharks in the water. Where? What? Which water? <laughs> Just let you know. Well, apparently Pat Welsh, who so works you have at been Channel Seven, when there's sharks there, but not when there's sharks. <laughs> That's right. Well, Patty was telling me Agnes is is. Rampant with sharks, he said, because it's an old fishing village. So when he used to go up there as a kid from Bundaberg, and he said, "I'd see, lucky to see three sharks a year at Bundy." He goes, "You go up to Agnes, you see three a day." No, yeah, he goes, because it's all all the burly from all the fishing trawlers. Wow. So anyway, that's our fishing update and crocodile update. Ricky Stewart, part two of our chat with him coming up on the show today. Chris Nelson wraps up Magic Millions. Of course, it finally happened. The two-year-old and three-year-old race today. Plenty of other stuff are coming along as well. Stream every NFL game this season live on the NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Hey, shout out to the Varsity College kids too who... um, Fucked in your spot. No, 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 no. No, they actually won a competition, national competition, um, gridiron NFL competition, and they're playing before the Pro Bowl in Vegas in a couple of weeks' time. What? Yeah. Out of all the schools. That's huge. It's massive, mate. Absolutely. Playing, what, against an American side? or Against another team that qualified, yeah. That's cool. Mate. Massive. Yeah, well done to them. Shout out. They're just up the road. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats.
Yeah, welcome back to an NRL update. Uh, you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Details of next month's 2023 pre-season challenge have been released. A bit late. Only two weeks away. After yeah. being sent to the clubs on Wednesday, which will reward clubs for an attacking style of football. I'm, I'm oh, just, that's great. I've made, I think it's good, but... You don't need a lot of notice to know, oh, you're going to get bonus points if you attack more. It's it's pre-season. That's great. Well, it's under grand up for grabs. Yeah. All 17 clubs are vying for that money. Eight, act 18, actually, when you add St. Helens to it. Oh, they're going to be in it as well. Aren't they? Well, they're here for a couple of pre-season games. Well, wouldn't you have to have 18 if you're going to... Uh, yeah, everyone going to play? Not, yeah. So nine, t- nine games a weekend? Is it, is it uh, like a, it over does two rounds? Them. It does. So it's 17 NRL clubs and, and St. St. Helens. Yeah. Oh, we can't have St. Helens winning it. Well, you could, you know. We'd have to tax them. They'll play attacking footy. I, don't th- I think the tax is lower over there. No, on Australian. <laughs> really? So they'll lose 70%. Of that $100,000. Anyway, bonus points mm. for um, uh, if you score five or more tries, you make five or more line breaks and ten or more offloads. Ten or more offloads, I don't think it would be hard for some teams. Mm. But you get some bonus points for that. So they're just saying, hey, yeah, have a bit of a go with the ball and offload and whatever. I know some coaches will be conservative and say, no, no, we just got to stick to the plan and try to win. But oh, I really make, like it. They'll put in Good an effort, reward. won't they? hundred grand. Well, and but I mean the thing about the preseason badge, correct me if I'm right. Um, mm-hmm. It's for some clubs. Too, correct me that, if I'm right. <laughs> that have been struggling, it's a chance for them to get some more members as well, isn't it? You know, if they perform well in the preseason. There's there's optimism and excitement, so people go out and sign up to their footy clubs. So, yes, and hopefully. now there's the bonus. Yep. Hey, is that a good incentive for uh, for Super Rugby, particularly in this country? I mean, they already get bonus points. They already have bonus point systems, yeah. But but they have it for tries. But what about offloads? Or for pushover scrums. <laughs> uh, the, I don't know if they'll do it in a, um, a, a dead set. Um, I reckon it's uh, brilliant. Full on, you know, the, in, a, in a full on competition environment. This pre-season, it's, it's not hit and giggle, but it's, you know, it's not full on serious. I, I really like it in the pre-season. I wouldn't like to see it in the season okay. proper. If they can't. If the winners can't be split at the end, it'll come down to a coin toss. Are you serious? Oh, that's if, yeah, if they've got all the same number of line breaks and everything else. So they all those bonus points. So it's over two, two games, two games each. I guess it's a luck of the draw too. Who are mm. you playing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Rightio, I want to tell you about uh, Stephen Crichton. Big news. He'll be a Canterbury Bulldog. In 2024, with the two-time premiership winning Penrith Centre to ink a four-year deal in excess of $3.3 million. Whoa. Mm. Good so on 3.3, what's that over? What's that? It's 800. 800. That's not centre money, is it? That means he's going to be playing somewhere else. No, it doesn't. It means he'll, he'll play where the co- – now, the coach, where does Cameron Sorreldo fit him in? And he might have a better option at fullback. He may not. Well, who's he got a fullback? Uh I don't know. They had Matt Dufty and let him go halfway through the year. Yeah, they did. Well, um, maybe it is fullback. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah, they have got a, f- a few options there. I can't think right now. Okay, sorry about that. I didn't no, know no, that. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm not quite in footy <laughs> mode yet. <laughs> and Peter Volandis has spoken about Eddie Jones. Right. He's eyeing off league plays for the Wallabies and taking a shot at the di- in the disparity of playing times. Volandis yeah, told... Yeah, it's a bit of a cheap shot. I don't like it. Volandis in a cheap shot? No. Mm. No, I don't like it. That doesn't happen, he does said, it? He said, I hope they can, the players that swap codes, if they do, 
because he's targeting some league players. Apparently, Eddie is. Yeah. Um, I hope they take their mo- have their mobile phones with them because they'll have twenty minutes extra on the field doing nothing. <laughs> It's funny, though, isn't it? Yeah. For expert car service, book into your local Repco authorised service centre. This is Sports Day, the mm. all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. Part two of our chat with Ricky Stewart next. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Badge and I caught up yesterday with Ricky Stewart. He's good mates. Uh, at the Raiders, and we're discussing the the Raiders going into season 2023, and but also uh, Badge asked him around uh, players nowadays. Hey, what about <laughs> players? And I know they've changed, uh, and they're they're a, they're a different kettle of fish now, for want of a better term. Do they demand a bigger say? Do, do, or you know, you're still trying to? Um, you know, I know there's there's play there's there's captaincy groups and lead play, you know leadership groups and everything yep. else. Do they demand more say, and are they? Do they all want more say in how the uh, the team performs? Um, yeah, they they like to be um, they like to be involved in decision making, and there's decision making, but there's also players have to play, and coaches have got to coach. Um, managers of um, of the club, our CEO and our management, they've got to manage and run the club. Mm. So uh, most definitely, uh, and I'm I'm probably better at it now. Then uh, not better at it now. Understand it a lot better now as I've uh, I've got older and my kids have grown up. That you know having that communication, having them involved in decisions, um, gets better buying. And and again, if you you can't coach, and you'll never be, <clears throat> I think, a successful or as good as you can be if you're going to coach and, and make it about you. Mm-hmm. If it's all about me. As a coach, you, you're going to get seen through. You're going to get caught out early. It's got to be about the result of the players, developing the players, the result of the football team. Um, you've got to make those decisions that you think is going to be best for the club and um, and the player. But it's I often, you know, I've got a leadership group. We call it Club 82, which is our foundation year. It's it's very important. And I, and I think those boys are getting better at being involved in decision-making. Um, and... There's been a um, a big growth period there because early in the piece I didn't have a lot of leaders, so we've had to develop and teach these guys through maturity and and them growing up. You know, Jack White and Josh Papali, those boys. Yep. You having to grow up and um, understand what leadership's about. It's and again, it's not. You can effort, you can definitely not be greedy when you're involved in leadership. It's got to be something that's for everybody. There was a lot of talk about this. Rick, Rick was a great leader at times. He'd be first at the bar. He'd make sure everyone had a drink. <laughs> what he shouted? First to shout no, 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 no. He'd, he'd line some. He'd always line some up for free drinks. <laughs> Is that I'd true? Be Rick? Come first on. And last to shout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the last to shout, mate. You would today. Don't worry. Oh, good, you are. I believe it. Hey, there's been a lot of talk, boys, over the last. 24 hours with the appointment of Eddie Jones as the Wallabies coach, Rick, and a lot about his toughness, um, and, and you know, and also his planning, all that. Rick, is there room in the game with the current player? Is there still room for a tough coach like an Eddie Jones who who doesn't cop anything and it's his way? Oh, I, I I don't purely. I've, I've spent a little bit of time with Eddie. I spent a week with him in Tokyo, um, but. Uh, there's a lot more to Eddie behind the scenes than what we read or hear. You know, well, you know, you often hear about the that that toughness and taskmaster. There's, there's a lot of players like 
like playing for him too. I mean, I know that you always want to. You'll always only probably really hear the negative of the uh, the players that don't like playing with him or whatnot. But a lot of that, a lot of times, that is from players who probably didn't like the truth either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's certainly players out there who I probably, you know, I could say enjoyed being coached by Eddie, and you know, we'll soon find out. But you know, he's he's going to be walking into a really big job, and he's a person with a lot of experience. We talked about Tim Sheens there earlier. I mean. You know, they're taking over the Australian team at this stage, the year of the World Cup. Probably not somebody that you need there to be cutting his teeth on a on a, on a new job as a as a Wallaby coach. You need someone there who's got the experience and statistically and and he's, uh, his record it speaks for itself. He's had success and, uh, and he'll he'll have a completely different preparation going into a World Cup now with only six months, seven months of work to what he would have if he had three years. So. Right, you know, yeah. It probably won't be debuting too many players. He'd be getting uh, getting co- cohesion and combinations and patterns of play correct. Yeah, he's only got five games before yeah, the World Cup, so get eight months. Seriously, hey, Steve. <laughs> plenty. Yeah, I plenty. mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, we, we we go into our biggest we go into our biggest game of the season, our biggest biggest game on the calendar in an Origin match, and we've got ten days, and you probably train three times. Yeah, good you boys. So, I mean, <laughs> it's I I think it'd be an exciting. It'd be exciting for a coach going in knowing only eight months to go into a World Cup. I reckon it'd be quite a um, an enjoyable job, an enjoyable position having only eight months. I know why we've beaten now in Origin, Rick. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you trained three times. Jeez, we, we you didn't to, train once. We used once, to have to go you? out until well, Tuesday. Train, <laughs> train Tuesday, Arvo. Too much training, Rick. <laughs> hey, um, how, where, where, does, where do you what do you look back on? I mean, you you did everything virtually possible in in. Rugby league, but of course you were you had this um, this uh, blossoming rugby union career. I think you just two at Argentina when you decided to switch cars. You ever look back and think what what might have been? No, no, bad because I I was always a rugby league player. Come from rugby league family. Um, I played league on Sundays. I went to a school at Sandhurst College here, which uh, you know I still still get involved with at times. Um, um, and that, that I had to play rugby, and I had to give up league when I was in year 11 because Brother Wallace, my headmaster, uh, and also first 15 coach, um, said it was either league league or union. I had to give up one, or I had to leave school if it was going to be league. So <laughs> I tried to leave school, and the old man wouldn't let me. <laughs> um, but I loved rugby. I, I really I was very fortunate to tour, tour the world with uh, rugby union from a schoolboy 21 level and... Uh, then obviously getting the opportunity to travel Argentina, um, it's it, it, it was it was a different game then, um, but still got a lot of great memories and friendships from that. But uh, no, I was I was always going to play league, and I had a handshake deal with John McIntyre that the day I was going to come back to uh, discuss about coming back to play rugby league, I, I talked to him first, and uh, that was the case. Mm, I'm glad Chris Asalem didn't know about that earlier. <laughs> You'd have been filthy, another heartbreak <laughs> coming. <laughs> Not real happy when it happened. No, he wasn't at all. He wasn't. Uh, is there a better place in the world to tour than Argentina? I've oh. heard so much about it. How was that? It, Without giving too much a, away. Uh, I know Topo Rodriguez enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah well, he, <laughs> uh, he was Argentinian. Well, Topo was an Argentinian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was a, uh, he, he was a great Great mentor for the squad when you know being over there, and Simon Porterman was our captain, and I had a lot of experienced players around me, and um, yeah, uh, made great friendship with Sue Blibbery, who ended up coming back to Canberra, then yeah. and living with me here at Canberra and playing for the Raiders, and becoming great mates with all of us, oh. uh, yourself included, and 
Um, I don't think I've played with a tougher man than Steve Libri, and it was uh, having the opportunity of being on that tour to play with him. Yeah, another quick, another story I won't tell, but he, he broke his neck. Firstly, broke his neck in a game against Penrith and, and was okay. Jeez. Jumped on the bus, yeah. went back, and yeah. then, and uh, I think Ricky was trying to fight him or something, but he <laughs> managed to avoid that. <laughs> Got up the next morning, went to physio, and they went, don't move. Really? So he never played again, did he? Hard man. Jeez. No, he didn't. No, he was very lucky, very lucky to live, really. Um, mm. And fortunately that he actually came off the field. He had to stay on the field, and he nearly did. He went to the short side. The ball didn't go that way. If he had come to the open, the ball went that way. He'd make a tackle. He would have. He would have died. And yeah, that's the. Um, that's that was the the. Um, how 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 bad he was, but yet he thought he had spasms in his neck. He thought he didn't know what it was. They put him in a brace. He come back on the bus, and the next morning went to hospital. Went to the doctors, and uh, they came out, rushed, put a towel around his neck, and uh, got him into an ambulance. Oh, yes. Very lucky. Yeah, One tough bugger, right? Eh? Oh, yeah. Right. Which, which player stick before we go we excites you the most in your squad for this year? Oh, Badge, I don't want to name one or two. I, I, I'm, I've got a lot of good young young kids coming through. Mm. And I, I know we'll be doing a few this year. Um, one or two have probably played one or two games. Um, but, um, yep. you know, we're, we, we're, we're in a position now where we need these young blokes to come through. I've, last year I said to my outside backs, um, blokes like you know Harley Smith Shields, who unfortunately did a knee and was missed a year. Matt Tomoko said to Chris, I said, you've got to show me that you're going to make a point of difference in the NRL, otherwise I've got a boy over top of you. Um, that's the cutthroat business we're in. I've got three or four middles now, kids that are ready to play first grade, and, and Will. Um, they, I've, I've, let, I've let go some senior players, because otherwise I would have let these, I mean, these younger kids would have been... Um, seen their path was blocked and would have uh, probably looked for a, another opportunity. So I've I've said to them already, day one for the pre-season before Christmas, that you've got your opportunity now to show me you're going to be an NRL middle and it's your job. So I've got some kids coming through there that'll excite you. Tough conversation, mate, to let those players go. Have you got an assistant coach that can do that for you? <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, call. Uh, good call. Before you go, Rick, before you go, obviously a lot of talk in the news about the CBAs. Is uh, your players have they had meetings about this, Rick? And is there any talk around your club? No, there's none actually. I, I only just heard a bit about it this morning through a couple of the coaches talking about it. What they read in the papers. So. Um, no, I, but there's not a player spoken to me about anything. Um, um, it's it's hopefully we can get to some decision quickly. But they're also. Um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of media out there now at the moment because there's nothing else to really talk about. Mm-hmm. So this is going to cop a fair bit over the next couple of uh, next couple of days. But I, I've got all the I've got all the faith in the world in Peter and um, Andrew running the game. I really do. I mean, they, uh, uh, if it wasn't for wasn't for Peter, uh, I don't know where we'd be because I think we us and racing was the only sport in the world that uh, continued yep. during that uh, period of uh, COVID. So mm. and and we, we were going broke. Mm. I don't know how they've done it, but now now they're paying out millions and millions of dollars. We're we're flush, or well, when I say flush, we're a lot healthier than where we were before COVID, and yet only two sports that was kept um, kept uh, going was rugby league and racing, and and fortunately now we're a lot healthier from a financial point of view. So you know we can't forget that, but mm. I understand players have got uh, uh, their gripes and and rights, and they'll fight for that. But uh, I was going to keep 
to worry about coaching. Yep, I'll be blowing up if I only got a 25% pay rise too, Rick. But uh, well said, mate. That's what the salary cap's You actually up. do, nice. Bad. You actually do, let's be honest. Oh, not every year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick, great great talking to you again, mate. And, um, and yeah, good luck for the guys. season. Bring on the footy in a couple of weeks' Thank time. You. Thanks, Rick. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Thanks guys. See ya. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, no luck at the Oz Open last night, Badge. Six Aussies kicked out. We call it Bleak Wednesday. Brutal Wednesday. Yeah, yeah brutal. Bleak. Yeah. A beast of a Wednesday. It wasn't great. Hello, we, have, we have a few more. Uh, Kokonakis and Demonor both on action tonight. He was very good first up, Alex. Yeah. Popperin Demonor. played the Savo as well. Uh, Milman, Kubler... Hijikata, uh, Vukic uh, losing yesterday. Kokonakis. Olivia Gadecki. Oh, Olivia Gadecki was last, last night as well too. She lost in straight Yeah. Yeah. Well, Milman was outclassed and so was Cooper against seated players. What did he do? They had a go. Yeah, they did. He had a, he had a big go. Uh, Kubla, he didn't start that well, but he had a, he had a real go in Hatchinov. Fingers crossed that these two boys get through tonight. Lewis Hamilton is the wealthiest driver in the history of Formula One. Off the back of being the most successful driver in the sport's history with a record seven world drivers championships. Why does that surprise you? He's worth two hundred and seventeen point eight million. Is he the best driver ever? Or is, it, or is he just in a good era with a great team and he's a very good driver? Is he is he as good as Michael Schumacher and, and other greats? I wonder. I reckon so. I wonder seven. what our listeners I mean, danger for sure. He's he's the Formula One man, motorsport man, but someone's gonna tell us. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Oh, I don't know, Badge. I don't know a lot about the, you know, the old days of of Formula One. But, geez, of the modern era, Senna was outstanding, wasn't he? Senna. Senna. Those cars were hard to drive too yep. back then. Yeah. Hamilton, Senna, Schumacher, Ricardo. Yep. You just roll off the tongue. Those I, I'm not a fan of Hamilton, so it kind of clouds my. <laughs> it's got it took a while. Yeah, it did. Uh, anyway. Uh, by the way, emerging all-rounder, Aaron Hart. Are you all right today? Why? You're very relaxed. I don't like it. Why? What's wrong with I, that? I want you to be on edge. That's when you I'm perform tired. at your best. Why are you tired? Three-hour surf this morning, and then I got home, and I couldn't even have a sleep. I had things to do all day. What about, like what? Oh, just packing packing the car and cleaning the house, getting ready for a weekend away. But Badge, it's just what about work. everyone who's had to slog away in the heat? I know. I feel for them. Well, how about you put in for them then? I was... Okay, I did. Three hours of hardcore surfing. Aaron Hardy continues his breakout BBL season with a career-best knock to lead Perth Scorchers past Hobart Hurricanes at the Optus Stadium yesterday. Chasing 147, the Scorchers started early before Hardy took control and combined with Josh Inglis. Good for player, Josh Inglis, too. Um, but 90 Hobart. not out, Hardy made. 90 not mm. out. It's a good innings. And, and it does, once again, put in, into perspective Steve Smith's Great innings. I mean, there's talk now about whether he should open in the T20 World Cup with Dave Warner. Or be be right up there, Steve Smith. When's the next one? Four years or two? Is it two years or four? Oh, the next big tournament. Yeah. yeah. Hey. um, They'll both be 47. Well, England. There'll be be T20s in England. That's for sure. Interesting, though. Hobart were terrible with the bat. They were trying to hit everything out of the ground. and uh, It's T20, aren't you supposed to? No, but uh, the Scorchers' short bowling was outstanding. It was just too good for, for the Hurricanes. Hurricanes will play 
They'll play uh, the Heats tomorrow nights at the Gabba. All right, this is Sports State. Thanks to our great mates at Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. Nelso wraps up the fantastic Magic Millions Carnival for us next. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. Strike gold with the Golden Greys Summer Carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, the Golden Greys isn't Chris Nelson and his old friends turning up on a tour bus. Me and, yeah, me it's and Greyhound. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, that's right. Uh, before we talk about that, though, Nelson, uh, of course, we've finally got to wrap up uh, the Magic Millions Carnival. Yes, it took a little bit longer than expected, guys, that's for sure, but uh, we did. And uh, the two main races, of course, Skirt the Law took out the two-year-old Classic for Tony Gollan and Ryan Maloney, and the three-year-old Guineas went to fresh a fashion legend for Richard and Will Friedman and Josh Parr. Gee, that was an uh, upset, wasn't it? From fashion legend. It was. It was. Official starting price, $21, but I think I saw $30 floating around. Barrier, 18 uh, before scratchings, of course, that is. So it did come in a little bit. But, um, yeah, that was. And, unfortunately, Yellow Brick Badge couldn't get the job done. But, oh, gee, looked at the 50-metre mark like he might. But, unfortunately, just on the line, he couldn't go with Fashion Legend. So Doesn't worry, go. Badge, because he didn't back story. it. it, it, it no, it's well. upset someone else in this studio. Hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I, was on something. I was on something else. Um and in the yeah, the two year old skirt the law for Tony Golan. Gee, he can well, uh, he can train a winner, can't he? And that horse is a good He's horse. A, well, that, that interesting winner because after the barrier draw last uh, last Tuesday, of course, um, skirt the law was the horse that did so well at the barrier draw. We all thought, oh, this is you know this is the right draw for her. She's unbeaten. She'd look really good at her victories. And then the rain sort of came and thought, oh, is that the place to be on the inside? And then of course we end up on a. Basically a good track. She gets the best run, and, and she's far too good. So she's three from three. Everyone wanted everyone wanted to say, well, she hasn't beaten much. Well, she's beaten plenty now, mm. and she'll probably go on and uh, and run around in the slipper in March in uh, in Sydney. I think she's sixties into fifteens for the slipper. Uh, let's have a preview of the weekend. How's it looking around Queensland? We've got a quiet weekend this weekend after what's been a really busy week. We've only got racing on uh, Saturday at Doombin, Gatton and Townsville. And we race at Sunday, race on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. Guys, looking for a couple of winners at Doombin. Race two, number two, Zarina Sophia. Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio train this one in Sydney. She's up here and I think she'll be winning. Race two, number two. Race three, number four, Busting for Tony Gollan. He can pick up a minor race here. Uh, after winning the big one, of course. Yep. And race seven, number 11, a horse that we like, Vaccine, also for Tony mm. Gollan, I think, can win also. Yes, good horse. So what's what's the overall yes. thoughts on the Magic Millions? Great success again this season, apart well, from a few hiccups? Oh, a bit different this year, Badge, of course, with uh, with the two-day, the, the double, well, the double-header meeting, I suppose, Saturday and, and Thursday. But, look, it is what it is. They couldn't do much about it. You can't control the weather. I think all in all, it's it's been a good success. I mean, with free entry there on race day, uh, I think it's been a, a good result overall. As I said, you can't control the weather. It's the first time in a long time that we haven't had a really, really hot Magic Millions day on the Saturday. So it had to happen eventually. Now, I know we are racing Queensland, but just sneak down over the border. For, take your mind over the border for a little bit. The uh, deep water race meet is on Saturday. 
down past Tenderfield. Oh, okay. Oh, this week, great, great uh, annual weekend. So, if any Queenslanders ever want to, yeah, get down and have a good weekend, it's this time of year every year. I think about the second or third weekend in January. Have you got any room in the van if um, anyone needs somewhere to? Yeah. You know, camp? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Squeeze in between yeah. you and Carlene. Yep. Right. Yeah. There's, there's seven of us already, okay. but it's a big van. <laughs> Takes you back to the old. Six <laughs> races. <laughs> Uh, Six I, races, badge, 46 runners, and the first goes at 2 p.m. Yeah, and just hopefully there's a little bit of rain around. It's uh, a bit like some tracks, you know. It doesn't take much rain for it to be a, um, a washout, but no. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great country, me. Well, All righty. As of this morning, it was a good three. Righty, look Beauty. at this. Okay. Uh, the Golden Grays Carnival concludes on February 2 with the Group 1 Gold Bullion at Albion Park. Queensland is racing. Nelson, enjoy your weekend. You too, guys. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, the weather for New Farm, Australian through and through. I want to talk about something pretty special here. If you're listening on SEN 91.5 in the Darling Downs, make your way down. What's that highway? The new? Is it the new? No. New England? New England Highway. Uh, to the Tamworth Country Music Festival this week. Make sure you get oh, along right. to see the Macca's Golden Gig. It's all right for you to talk about New South Wales gigs, but not me. Okay. Yeah, but my, it doesn't matter. I'm not getting Darling into it. Darling Look, Look at you. Tamworth. Yeah, listen. Oh, they're both, the on, they're both on the, uh, on the great, what's that, Great Dividing Range? Range. Yeah, okay. You're right. <laughs> it gives young and emerging country music artists the opportunity to kickstart their musical journey. Good on you, Maccas. The final is taking place this Saturday morning, and while you're there at the stage, be sure to grab a McCafe coffee. 100% of the proceeds from every McCafe coffee sold at the event will support Ronald McDonald House Charities in northern New South Wales. Have you seen the new uh, ice cream cones that have got chocolate ice cream? Yeah, I had one. The well, What a feature. I have one every time I pick up. My kids from Macca's. Oh, they've been out for a while. Yeah, a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. So uh, uh, the, we've got to pick up the kids at eight o'clock at night. Go, I've got it. <laughs> Dessert time. And they get they get a discount. The kids too. Well, you get a discount on yeah. a sixty cent ice cream. <laughs> I don't think there's sixty cents anymore, Gary. Aren't they? No, they might be seventy or something. Uh, for <laughs> your weather tomorrow, by the way, twenty three on a partly cloudy day with a medium chance of showers. A low of seventeen overnight. Good work, Macca's. Good to see you supporting local. Country music artists and also Ronald McDonald House Charities in northern New South Wales. Beauty. New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Building a more resilient Queensland, that's the Suncorp spirit. International Jack comes to the floor Little here. Jack, Little Jack. No, when we're talking uh, world football. Tiny Jack. Premier League is International Jack. Should I put on a high voice? You have got a high voice. Jack. Okay, good point. Uh, so this morning, Manchester United's winning run came to an end. Michael Elise had an absolute whirly of a free kick in the 90th minute. Uh, they were on uh, a, a bit of a roll, United, and uh, Eric Ten Hag was looking to break a record for their longest winning streak in 14 years, but curtailed at the last Who does Elise minute. play for? Uh, Crystal Palace. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, good side. Well, yeah. yeah but they're, they're a London-based team, aren't they, Palace? Yeah. And it was, a, it was an absolute spectacular free kick. So that keeps them in a draw. And that means that United stay to third on the ladder. Uh, City have a game in hand at second, so they could jump up. Still both of them eight points behind Arsenal 
at wow. the top. Please tell me you've got more soccer news. Oh, well, I know you'd be excited for this one. So uh, United, a little while ago, just before the Ronaldo drama started kicking off, said that they're looking to uh, for new investors and they're looking to right. sell. So British billionaire Jim Ratcliffe uh, owns this Ineos company, uh, which is actually one of the main supporters of Hamilton yeah. as well that we were talking about before, uh, and has joined the race. Uh, and the... What, would, what would Man United be worth? A, 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 one of the top clubs in... Yeah. So they're saying they haven't got an official Mm. uh, number out yet. However, much to do (laughs) in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're interested, Mm. this could be your new business. Uh, So they're basically last year uh, the same group that was behind Chelsea's sale um, valued them at 8.9 billion. So they're saying it'll be somewhere in that mark, if not just a bit more, because of United's. You know, I'm out of the race. Well, they yeah. sell a lot of. They, much. I've seen a lot of their shirts for sale in Bali, and they they sell a lot of those at twenty bucks each. They that's really a big do. market. Big that's market. That's, that's expensive for Bali. I know. Yeah. I know. Hey, tonight in the Big Bash, back to something more interesting: the Sydney Thunder take on the Melbourne Renegades. Looking forward to Saturday night's game. The two Sydney teams, Sixers v Thunder. Oh, the Sydney Big Bash. Smith v. Where are they playing? Warner. Warner. Yes. Uh, I think it's the SCG badge. Mm. I think, yeah, the other game was at out at Homebush before. Make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search Suncorp Home Insurance for a quote today. This has been Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Going to go. We'll be back on, on Monday night. We'll catch you then. Bye. Goodbye.